Hey, this is Lou Mangello from WDW Radio, and you're listening to the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. Let's do this. Just as we continue all the way to episode 397 of the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast, only the most broken people can be great leaders. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. So like to join us, let's start off like a driver from the virtual table and see who joined us this week. This is Chrissy in Salt Lake City. This is Sally from Wisconsin. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hopefully, uh, those of you that uh, took took part in uh, Thanksgiving had a good holiday. (laughs) Yeah, we did. Good. (laughs) I can... Give me a few more days. I might be able to fit back in my regular pants again. Until then, Spandex is your friend. <laughs> okay, so yeah, and obviously we were off last week, so some of this news we've been sitting on, and I still don't want to talk about it a week yeah. later. Yeah, I exactly. Um, I totally agree. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. So we got some ten o'clock news. This one. Well, first up, we got uh, for the supernatural community. Um, yeah, Nikki A. Cox, mm-hmm. who played Meg. Version um, one. Version one. <laughs> it's supernatural, <laughs> folks. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the first and fourth seasons, um, has passed away at the age of 47. Uh, she had been diagnosed with leukemia a year ago. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that sucks. Right. Yeah. 47 is way Cancer. too young. Cancer is just... It sucks. Uh, yeah. Yep. People aren't kidding when they say F cancer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's all. That's all. Yes. Our, our good friend of the show, KJ, uh, before uh, life took her in other directions every year, she held it uh, before the pandemic, really. Um, she Every year she held KJ's Cancer Sucks party mm-hmm. to raise money for, for cancer research and all those things so yeah cancer does suck (laughs) uh so there is uh that so pour one out next uh next to baby for uh for nikki Mm -hmm. um and then it's been a week and i'm still struggling with this one i think it yeah well uh, anyway um more so because he was supposed to be at GalaxyCon this coming weekend, which I'm going to be at. Um, so Jason David Frank, aka mm-hmm. Tommy Oliver, one of the 
best known and I think by a lot of the community considered one of the best Power Rangers in the entire franchise has passed away the age of 49. Yeah, it's I mean, I saw the news and I was like, no way. No, this is a joke. This is a very bad joke, very in very poor taste. But it is it, it this cannot be real. And the more it, you know, like like so many of these the the more news comes out, it's like, oh, oh it oh it is it is true. And it mm-hmm. is I mean, and like you said, he was I mean not not I mean not just like the best, but kind of an ambassador for the fandom for the show mm-hmm. like he was never like really like ashamed to be to have been at the power one of the power rangers you know because sometimes uh stars you know in, in some of these you know quote-unquote kid shows well it is a kid show but um you know as they as they progress through their careers they're like oh no they, you know i you know that was something i did for the money or you know they call it old shame on tv tropes but mm-hmm. no he was like all in and he came back several times to do you know in, in future seasons i believe and... he has the most appearances out of anybody yes. i i i'm i'm willing to bet you're right yeah. and and it's just you know he was like you know very very much excited to meet fans and in fact i mean i've seen him in passing at several fan ex Fan X's and I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll go meet him. I will, I will, and it just never happened for one reason or another. And now I'm just so bummed because I'm like, I never got to, mm-hmm. and now I won't. And it's just, oh, it yeah. sucks. Yeah, and, I mean, and, and and yeah, I was glad that I I finally got to meet him at the last PopCon before the pandemic. Yeah. um and you know he he was a big draw you know he, mm-hmm. the, he had a line a very long line even before mm-hmm. he showed up um at his booth and you know he he'd always come out the he came out the door already on his phone you know filming something for mm-hmm. you know his his instagram or whatever posting on online um you know always wave into mm-hmm. fans and always made sure to talk to him and i i made him chuckle because you know i was standing there getting getting my my movie my 95 movie poster autographed and i i told him i was like you were tommy was my first celebrity crush as, <laughs> as a youngster you know in the yeah, you hit a certain age where the hormones start uh, coming in, and you start oh, yeah. instead of going from "ew boys" to "ooh boys." Um, yeah, Tommy Oliver was it <laughs> for me. Well, and you know, we all love the Pink <laughs> yeah. Ranger. And they don't yeah, that, so. <laughs> yeah, and they, you know, and you know, we everybody, we all love the Pink Ranger, and. You know, they were an mm-hmm. item, so, you know, it all makes sense. So, yeah. yeah. And then I got so mad when Kimberly dumped him via Dear John Letter, and I, like... Uh, I know. I they, was so they, pissed off for, like, the last almost 30 years since. <laughs> they, they they did they, they did the, they, they did the that shit dirty. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
Yeah. It kind of was par for the course back in the day, but it was. And and then he came back and um, when they had that anniversary, the Shattered Grid mm-hmm. series, which was in the comics, and you know he they did the little video where you know basically, you know Tommy becomes Lord Draken, and it's like an amalgamation of the White and the Green Ranger and a bunch of other Rangers, and and he mm-hmm. was like in the live action, it was so like, kind of dark and gritty, and it was kind of cool. And, mm-hmm. and there was that whole storyline, and he was just always up. You know, they were like, you know, Saban called. They were like, hey, we need Tommy. And he's like, I'm there. And there he was. Mm-hmm. And you know, even with that short cameo in the, uh, the 2017 movie, which I really wish had gotten off the franchise off the ground. But, mm-hmm. but it was, yeah. And then, gosh, I... <sighs> and just the, the way the way that it happened. I mean, we kind of... I mean, we kind of dance around the topic, and for good reason. It's it's an uncomfortable one, and not one, and one we don't want to, you know, make make light of or, or at all. Mm-hmm. But I feel having, uh, me personally, having been affected by by suicide, and you know, both you know friends and family who have attempted and I and succeeded. My thought is, you know, you got to talk about it. You can't just dance mm-hmm. around it. You got to just hit it head on and just say, mm-hmm. look, this is a thing. And, you know, your brain just tells you flat out lies. And there is just something in your head when you're when you're in that in that place that just mm-hmm. it, it just does. And I've had a taste of it myself. And it doesn't matter. Like we're talking about here, here, you know, he was this very popular celebrity, you know, hit a chord with a certain generation. We, you know, we all loved him. We all loved his character. And even then, it doesn't matter. Your your head just fills, just makes you think this is that's the only way out. And it is awful to mm-hmm. think about and. And it's it's hard it's hard to know it's hard to know who is going through it because it feeds off of silence it feeds off of isolation mm-hmm. and people just kind of isolate themselves and so it's just I I don't know the solution I mean there are people bless them that are doing their best to to help those who suffer from depression and and things but you know there are hotlines there was that new uh, 988 number that, that, that they just established just mm-hmm. you know it, it's you have to recognize that's what that's what this is that this isn't like these thoughts are not real well they are real but they aren't I'm trying to think of a way to say it they aren't true they are lies just and 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 the first step is to recognize this is a lie and i do not need to believe it and if it gets really bad you need to talk to somebody it's and it's I, I don't want to simplify it because I, I know how hard it is, but it is just flat out the case, you know, yeah. reach out, talk to somebody, even if it's just, even if it's one of those hotline numbers, dial it. Mm-hmm. It will. And if you're a friend that somebody reaches out to, you don't really need to have all the answers. You just need to be there. That has been my experience is you need to be there and you just need to be able to talk to, or to let them mm-hmm. talk to you. Yeah. And listen, you don't have to be the expert. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, I, it, I'm gutted. 
I am honestly 100% just gutted. It was, it was, it was a hard day to be on, on social media because I I follow so many of Mm -hmm. the Power Rangers, oh yeah, actors, and just all of them that I that I follow were just you could just tell they were all absolutely just shocked Mm -hmm. and had no idea what to say. I mean, this Um, this is this is the elder statesman of of the franchise basically yeah and he was it you know tommy was the leader uh, on screen and he and jason david frank was sort of the leader behind the scenes mm-hmm. kind of it is it is it's, it's heartbreaking yeah but out oh i guess not really a whole lot to Say with that. I will say, if you happen to be going to GalaxyCon in Columbus, Ohio this weekend, they have put in the schedule a kind of remembering Jason David mm-hmm. Frank, um, and presumably to take place of what probably would have been his Q and A, um, and they they've uh. uh so and then you know on the guest page uh down at the bottom with all the other cast cancellations they have kept his image in there but put the you mm-hmm. know the the year of his birth and then the year of his, his death and the, yeah. um they actually they're doing um the same for Kevin Conroy as well cuz he was supposed to be a Galaxicon as well mm-hmm. so Check the check if you are going to be attending. Check the check the schedule online for when and where those are. That that is just going to be so hard. Yeah, because you don't you don't want to be you don't want to be disrespectful or you know or anything, but you also don't want to just ignore it too. Yeah, and it's not like oh, it's not like other cancellations. Like oh, it was a schedule conflict. Like no, not at all. No, in the slightest. Yeah, but you know. Lesson, lesson for for trying for doing something. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, there's no good way to pivot from that, so we'll just soldier on. Mm-hmm. To life. Yeah, to life, and apparently Taylor Swift is like, I broke the internet, and Disney was like, Hold my beer. Um. This, the this battle was... of the. The yeah. Battle of the Bobs, the the Great Bob Switch, um, and I remember hearing like Freaky Friday, rumor. you know. Yeah. <laughs> I remember hearing a crazy rumor about this last year, and, and everybody that I that, that was talking about it was like, "Oh, it's just a rumor; it's not actually yeah. going to happen." That's yeah. just silly. So mm-hmm. Bob Bob Chapek, who took over, granted at probably one of the hardest times to take over during the pandemic um and has been the ceo of disney for the entire length of the pandemic which i you know i would not have wanted to be in his shoes at all um that was a a big steep hill that they put him up and was like here climb this um uh apparently uh 
uh, enough people complained or whatever. Um, uh, so he has been ousted as the CEO of Disney uh, not long after they just extended his contract. Um, yeah. But instead, uh, yeah. They, I mean, they could have easily, you know, anybody could have been put in there, you know, either as interim or as new CEO. But instead, apparently, they're like, well, you know, we had a Bob and now we've got another Bob. Let's just go. Let's stick with Bob. So Bob Iger, Bob Iger is back. Which, OK, there are several things about this that, that make me raise eyebrows. And, and I there, there are certain, you know, I follow certain people who, who talk about the the uh the behind the scenes meat grinder as it were of disney mm-hmm. <clears throat> um okay they announced it like on a sunday night that cause, like i got out of the shower i was getting ready for bed and jared and i went downstairs and jared's like did you hear the disney news i'm like what disney news jpeg's out i'm like what and I mean, and I thought that they were that Bob Iger was had stepped down originally because they weren't happy with the way he was going about things, and so they, or you know, they were because he spent too much money on Fox or some of those other acquisitions. They're like, well, here, let's bring in the bean counter because that's what Chapek was, is you know, he's the money guy, so that we don't overspend again. And now it's like. Just kidding. We want the we want the big we want the big spender back. I guess I don't know, but it all just seems so weird. And the biggest the biggest the biggest thing about this is they announced it on a Sunday night without any kind of warning or inkling that anything was going to happen. Like you said, they just extended Chapek's contract. Yeah, it's like there is something rotten in the state of Denmark. As, yeah, as, as the uh, bard would say yeah well Iger was supposed to leave because he was set for retirement anyway mm-hmm. yeah. and by I don't divine intervention or whatever he decided to go ahead and retire just a little early and got out right before the pandemic <laughs> so oh. <laughs> So he gets out and she picks over and then the world goes to hell in a handbasket. And like and, I said, I, I don't envy the position that Chapek was in. No, I have not anybody. been back to the mm-hmm. Disney parks since well before the pandemic. And, but from what I understand of the people I know that go either, either local and therefore go on a regular basis or go often enough that um the way that the parks were being run was just the people were not happy even though they're at capacity and you know when you expect them to be capacity but there's been an uptick in fights too i know this is kind of off topic a bit but just it seems like people are just I mean, they're packing them in, and you know they're 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 charging for that that genie plus thing, which I still yeah. don't get. I'm like, I am not. I don't either. Gonna... I was I was telling Chauncey, it's like, I was like, usually even if I don't go, mm-hmm. you know, like we were going yeah. year after year after year, so we could see the changes, but we were able to keep up with it. And then we had some mm-hmm. gaps where it was like we went to Disneyland instead, or we did a cruise instead. So there'd be a little gap right. of us going to Florida. 
But mm-hmm. it got to the point where it's like, I, I told Chauncey, I was like, I don't know how to plan a trip anymore. No, it's gotten it's, too complicated. And the way, the way I, I, you know, this, you know, I, I heard it explained. I'm like, are you going on a Disney vacation or are you storming the beaches of Normandy? Mm-hmm. Like, this does not sound relaxing. And I'm like, I am really glad we we went to Disneyland for our honeymoon back in 2016 because I don't think I could do that again now. Yeah. And it's just. And, and, and I mean, yeah, Chapek, it's easy. You know, he's he's a scapegoat. And I'm not saying he was, you know, that he was all sunshine and daisies. But I know Genie Plus was was um, spearheaded by under Iger's watch. And there are a couple other things like, um, I mean, G- Disney Plus was also Iger's baby. And I know that some of the that that hasn't got it a, a, a 100% according to plan either but then again JPEG said some, made some comments that were just like dude you're the boss of Disney why are you saying this especially about animation mm-hmm. <laughs> like come mm-hmm. on man so yeah um, I'm just popping one big bucket of popcorn and we're gonna see how this shakes out yeah although it is kind of entertaining it's it's sad because it's like it is you know we all, we all have fond memories of Disney, not just the parks, but, you know, the movies and the shows and, you know, just that, you know, the renaissance and everything. But at the same time, it's like, what are you guys doing? And I think even, like, normies are noticing. Like, I've had, I, I've I've seen articles from people on, you know, people posting on Facebook that are like, you know, and, and like, I thought just Disney fanatics were talking about this no these are these are like you know my aunt talking about like what is going on at disney i'm like oh boy (laughs) it's like how long do you how long do you have for me to try to explain it like it might take a week and i don't even think i'm that big of an expert i just listen to people who are i don't either i'm like at this point, I'm like, Lou, Becky, I need you both to hold my hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is nuts. I'm lost. <laughs> I mean, and there is, there like, rumors of they want to sell to Apple, and they want to do this. And I'm like, what? That, that rumor has happened several times yeah. throughout the years, so. Uh, I wouldn't yeah, put so... too much stock in that one, but. <laughs> but. I didn't put much stock in the rumor that Bob Iger was going to come back. Here we are. Yeah, so, that's true. <laughs> at this point, anything is possible. So that uh, is true. Pop, pop the popcorn and watch and and watch this space because it's going to get a little wacky here. I think so. Happy hundred birthday, Disney! Geez. Yeah, really. <laughs> Just You're only in going time. into your hundredth anniversary celebration. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Oh, bye. So, anyway, that's the Disney drama. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you guys, what are you guys doing? Seriously, come on. Come on, uh, If they knew, they probably still wouldn't tell us. I Yeah, I'm like, I don't think anybody. So. Yeah. Whatever. So. Cool. Cool. Uh, so, uh, a little less convoluted, uh, closer to home. Uh, PopCon, <laughs> as I'm gearing up for my last convention of the year with GalaxyCon, 
uh already looking ahead to next year popcon which is going to be in their 10th year um yeah um have uh made some uh announcements first of all there are going to be two shows next year uh they are expanding again uh, not to fort wayne this time but to louisville which is 100 going, miles going, down the road for me as the crow flies uh going interstate so, i see yeah uh so they're gonna be in louisville june 16th 17th and 18th um and tickets for for that are already on sale no guest announcements yet um and then of course the og show uh number 10 uh, is at the end of august here in indy august 25th 26th and 27th and they have made some guest announcements of course some of them are voice actors i have no idea who some of these people are no offense um <laughs> well you can't keep track of everything yeah yeah uh we do have a couple power rangers but uh they're uh i have gotten to well actually tracy lynn cruz because i have watched some of in space and turbo i did watch turbo i stopped somewhere in space so i kind of know who she is i've actually not gotten to time force yet but i do know who jason font is just because of his association with the franchise um and then there's a gal that's a cosplayer entertainer that was on america's got talent that I'm, i don't recognize her sorry uh but patrick warburton yeah uh, which depending uh, on who you, depending uh, on who you are you're either like oh he's the tick or he's elaine's boss from seinfeld or you know for us he's cronk He's, yeah, you know. <laughs> he's he's also he's also the uh, lemony snicket narrator in the netflix series yes. Unfortunate yeah. Events, which is quite genius i didn't know i when he, you know the first time they they announced it i was like that's gonna be weird but no he's great so. mm -hmm. yeah yeah or if you're again speaking of the disney parks uh you're like chauncey and me and you'll kind of look at each other sometimes and you put a thumbs up and you go nice work pal because he is the face and voice of the pre-show for soren uh ah. so, hey. <laughs> go look that up on youtube and you'll get it there's some inside jokes there um so but yeah but for those of us that love the emperor's new groove he is cronk <laughs> um nice finish <laughs> Yeah, my spinach bus. Um, and so then I, I am very excited about this guest announcement, but probably not for the reason most people might think, because I've never actually watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> I think yeah. I know why you're excited, but my James, dear. James Marsters, who yes. we all. I know him from Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel, mm -hmm. but I've yeah. never actually seen, sat down and watched Buffy. But he is the voice, the narration of the Dresden Files. So. You know, two most, <laughs> most fans of the Dresden Files, his voice is Harry Dresden. Yes. Yep. And I, I'm, I'm with you, Rachel. I have never watched any Buffy stuff, I just haven't. Not out of not wanting to, but 
I uh, I have. I know him. I mean, watch the episodes with him in it. The other ones you can kind of skip. That's how okay. I actually got hooked into Dresden Files, as I found out ah. that Jane was doing, because I got a science fiction magazine, and mm-hmm. on the back, it showed a picture of Stormfront with James Mercer's face narrating. And it's like, ooh, I gotta yeah. check this out. And I fell in love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, no, yeah. I mean, so the entire yeah, time I was binging through the Dresden Files and got to that one book that he's not the narrator for. I'm like, is it over mm. yet? Is it over yet? Is it over yet? <laughs> is it over yet? Yeah, but then at least they did re-record and mm. that is the only option now that you can get is the one with him and not the yeah, other. Yeah, but not at the time yeah. when I had to listen to it. <laughs> well, and, and Jared, okay. Jared has all of them and, and both, both versions. Although, well, it's probably a spoiler to to tell what the head canon is about that that specific book and why the other narrator might be okay given the context mm-hmm. of what's going on in that book. But I mean, I know, sure, I, you could you could come up with some head canon, but that it, it, it's still the just the I voice know. is not right. Is, know. is the I, point? I'm, no offense to I'm the a, person. It's just they're not James Marsters. I, <laughs> I know. I am agreeing with you. I, I'm just saying there there is a point of view where where that could work. But again, I can't spoil it because we are going to talk about it later at some point. Yes. And <clears throat> we'll spoil it then <laughs> for our listeners. Yes. But, but yes, mm-hmm. so so yeah, yeah, he basically, as far as I'm concerned, uh, I, I mean, the, the TV show, the what I've seen in it, is fine. It's not. Yeah. You just got to treat it as its own thing. But James Marsh, yep. basically, he, his voice is Harry Dresden. Oh yeah, he might not look like Harry Dresden, but his voice is so. Yep, and <laughs> Jim and Jim Butcher, I give him all the credit. He did well narrating the law, but he was just like he was even a little hilarious. Just like I'm taking this away from James. I hope I do my best. <laughs> and and you know, knowing people who know Jim Butcher, who I I'm I'm certain he would have been like. What? Why? No. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yep. Oh well. That's his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Yes. You should. You have to have him sign Very something exciting. Dresden Files related. I don't. You know. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna yeah. have to find. Got to find something. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just you know, I mean, you could have him sign the book, but it's not quite the same thing. Yeah. It's not the audio. Yeah. Print off a print off a book cover or something. Nice yeah. And say, I love your narration. I love these books because you can read them. Mm-hmm. I'll come up with something. I've got time. It's not till the end yeah. of August. So that's true. There you that's go. true. Uh, you'll work it out. Yep. Now, because audio books, I mean, I'm sure they're still available on CD somewhere, but it's just easier to get them on audible and wherever else you get digital or from your local library or from mm-hmm. your local library we have hoopla back now which i'm excited about except it's only videos it's not audiobooks mm. kind of eh. <laughs> all right moving on to doctor who news we have got 
our new companion. Yes. So Millie Gibson, who comes from Coronation Street, as it's <laughs> a lot of people do. Yeah, um, I was like, who doesn't come from Coronation Street? Seriously. Yeah, I mean, it's like in the UK, you come from Coronation Street. Here in the US, you could either get your you cut either cut your teeth in soaps or really mm-hmm. low budget horror movies. Take your pick. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Yeah, so, but Millie Gibson, uh, she's going to be the companion for Shooty's Doctor, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and her character's name is Ruby Sunday. Yes. And that's all Sorry, we really I know so far. I keep, I keep coming and go, goodbye, Ruby Tuesday. Ruby Tuesday yeah. from the stones. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. yes. I was it's thinking, I was thinking the exact same thing there, Chrissy. <laughs> So I'm like, there's gonna be some folks. No. I just know yep. it. Mm-hmm. RTD knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah. So she and uh, she and uh, Shooty's doctor will start running around the universe next holiday season, thereabouts. <laughs> They're saying the fifth. The festive season, so Christmas ish, thereabout. I'm hoping oh, we'll get the 60th with David Tennant and Catherine Tate and all the specials, and then you know that's late November. So then that we get to put puts us into the holiday season. I'm hoping that's what they mean, but who knows? Mm-hmm. They're very cagey about these things. Yeah, as they are wont to do. Um, in the meantime, yeah, in the meantime, there's always big finish. Um, big finish, finish. shut up up and take my money. Yeah, Uh like they really need to do anything to entice us to give them our our pet, our dollars. I think is happy noises, yeah, (laughs) but we already have information on the 60th anniversary big finish audio <laughs> so so Audios. here's the here's the 411 directly from big finish's mouth since landing in 1963 doctor who has made history as the world's longest running action adventure tv show as we headed to the anniversary year it's time to revisit the past and commemorate the legacy of those that came before the time war the doctor has been injured and brought to a Time Lord field hospital. His body glows with energy, but this is no regeneration into a future form. Instead, the doctor's past faces begin to appear as he flits haphazardly between incarnations. Staggering to his TARDIS, the doctor sets out to solve the mystery of his degeneration. Who has done this to him? How and why? From the Earth to the stars, across an array of familiar times and places, he follows clues to retrace his steps, countering old friends and enemies along the way. Tumbling through his lives, the Doctor must stop his degeneration before he loses himself completely. Doctor Who, Once in Future, stars Tom Baker, Peter Davison, Colin Baker, Sylvester McCoy, Paul McGann, Christopher Eccleston, and David Tennant, with dozens more guests still to be revealed. And I, my my the first thing I noticed was like they have everyone from the fourth to the tenth doctor in order, with you uh-huh. know, 
unbroken through the generations. Now, obviously, we don't have John Hurt as the war doctor, RIP, good sir. Yeah. But for all intents and purposes, it all goes from the it's, fourth to that's... the tenth. That's all that's yep. all the live that's all the living doctors that they have contracts with. Yep. Matt Matt Smith is too busy uh, wrangling dragons right now. Yeah. Well, but, we had know. this discussion. We had this discussion last episode too about oh, yeah. that there's at some point like supposedly somebody had posted something somewhere that there was a like a a waiting period from when a doctor leaves Doctor Who before Big uh, Finish can snap them up and Matt Smith is not there yet, which means it's going to be even longer before we get Jody. Um, so. Come on. Pull that a, pull, pull might a radar, still be the case. A cleaner here. Signed. Yeah. It's good. It's kosher. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I want, so. I want Peter Capaldi and River Song. Yeah, I, I want those twenty-four years on. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, that there's still more to be revealed, so I'm sure there's going to be some surprises in there, especially because the fact, because according to the producer, this is an eight-hour story. Good boy. And we're like, get, you pre-order it, and you like get one a month. Yeah, I yeah if you if you, yeah, it'll be released monthly. With the first seven parts releasing between May and October 2023. Oh, and then we get the final bit, November 2024. Which that is makes so me weird. think this may tie into the 60th then. It uh, yeah. must, because I'm like, My... why wait a year? Especially since the anniversary is in 2023. And then yeah. by the time 2024 rolls, I'm like, oh yeah, that was last year, wasn't it? But I don't know. Yeah. I'm not in charge. Nobody asked me. Yeah. There's got to be it, reasons. <laughs> yeah. It is available for pre-order. You can order just the digital download. Um, or the special edition CD, which does come with the digital download. Um, the standard edition... The standard edition does come with the behind-the-scenes features, but none of the other bonus material. But if you get the download, then I believe you get all the all the bells and whistles. If it's a special right? edition. If it's a special, yes. if it's a special edition yeah. one, yeah. If you just yeah. get the so regular so download, you won't. Yeah, which is basically what they did for Light at the End. Right. Yeah. They had a, a, the the standard edition and then the the limited special edition, which you know, if you get the download, yeah. it's not. Yeah. Limited. And if, limited just but. just remember, if you really like physical media, for the most part, Big Finish isn't doing physical media anymore, except in special cases like this. Um, right. So you may not get that CD in the mail right away, but you will get the digital downloads as soon as they're. Unlocked, yeah. available, and, yeah. And and the good thing about Big Finish is you can download the the file to your computer, to your hard drive, to whatever, and it is yours. And you can put it on yes. whatever whatever device thing you you want to do. So it's not like, ooh, this is you know just stuck in somebody else's encrypted server, and I you know if they delete it, it's gone. 
you actually you you do get to keep the the file at least so so that's something that that's something to keep in mind as you're thinking oh but do i want because i'm i'm kind of getting to where i'm like oh i really want i, I want physical media because who knows what screwy things gonna happen somewhere down the road but at least i have the file if i can back up the file right. then i'm happy so and that is possible with otherwise yeah. i have spent way too much money for it to go up in smoke at some point uh-huh So there's that. Yeah. So. Big finish. You always have our backs. Yeah, they do. <clears throat> um, and speaking of Doctor Who, Holly was just recently on Next Up Everywhere. Yes. Covering Jodie's era of the Doctor. And it was an awesome time. <laughs> Yep. And then there's also a new episode of Gold Standard, the Oscars podcast out there in the feeds. Because uh, nothing says Thanksgiving like uh, order a, a census taker's liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. <clears throat> oh, we did boy. the 1991 Best Picture winner, The Silence of the Lambs. And I will warn you, it is another epic, long episode. Not quite terms oh, of endearment, but close. Oh, so. boy. Something, I don't know what it is, that some of these some of these movies where they're just a lot of psychological unpacking, we get into the weeds. There's, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a lot, there's a lot of, pardon the pun, there's a lot of meat to sink your teeth into. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, um, but, yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. Yeah. So I, I know it was weird. I was like, you know, just going along and I saw the feed and I'm like, oh gosh, you're in the 90s now. Holy cow, when did that happen? Just mm -hmm. And your, your little podcast grows up. Yep. Yep. So those are out there available for you to listen to pretty much wherever you see get your podcasts so and just an fyi you have a few days left to vote for december's book choice uh good reason mm -hmm. yes get your yep. votes in get your thoughts in on the book for this month yes and yeah hopefully yep. you did some reading over the the holiday those of us who had a thanksgiving holiday last week those who didn't well sorry you had to work yep yeah all right moving on to feedback we got some feedback from shalane and she says uh thank you for the shout out for her being a guest on gold standard <laughs> she was on our patreon episode for november um you're welcome you were a good guest um and then she says uh she says i think you already have a list of singers <laughs> to talk about <laughs> 
Or she said, I think I already gave you a list of singers to talk about when we talked about Elton John. She might have. I'm going to have to go back and listen. Go get the show notes. Yeah, it's, it's in there somewhere. Yeah. Because uh, I, 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 knowing me, I forgot to copy and paste it over to our master topic list. So thanks for the reminder. Um, She keeps us on our toes. She does. Yes, she does. Um, so, and then... Unfortunately, she said this, you know, before we thought we were going to record last week, before illness and the holiday and everything took over. And this is actually something she had messaged me independently on Instagram or something, because uh, she'd come across a video, I think, on TikTok of somebody like in memorializing all the celebrities we had lost so far this year. Um and she sent a list of the people that she recognized that have we've lost so far this year. And unfortunately, this list has got a name or two added to it since she sent this in. So, uh. yeah, this is just a small, I mean, this is just a small, you know, cross section of the, the sheer number that we have lost this year. So, yeah, it's uh. not, it's been a hard year. Uh, yeah. Remember what, what year mildly. was it? There was one year, was it 2016, where it was like yes. every, yeah, it just felt like, oh my gosh, there's so many, you know, celebrities that we love. Or just we, yeah, well, we lost, it was January of 2016, yeah. where we lost David Bowie and Alan Rickman and a whole bunch of people, like all in one fell swoop, and it really, really sucked. Yeah. yeah, and like that whole year, we're just like, "What is going on?" And what? Are we... And now, now I look back, I'm like, "Oh, you sweet summer child." Yeah. yeah. Little did we know. That, I think that was the same year John Hurt died. Later. So. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. I remember yeah. where I was when I got that news. Yeah. Jeez. Me yeah. too. I was at a funeral. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Actually, I was at the post-funeral meal, but still. Uh, oh. Yeah, I was. I had been in a funeral, oh. so so yeah. Sometimes, yeah, I was. Yeah, it uh, was so. like 2016 happened, and it just you know the universe just kept its foot on the gas. Yeah, it it snowballed. Yeah, so it, it indeed. Yeah, I I. <laughs> I'd have to look, but I almost think that maybe since then we haven't really bothered to do like a year in review show since I then because it's too depressing. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, I, I agree. I think we're just kind of like <laughs> lost them, lost them, lost them. This happened, lost them. Yeah. Oh, that movie was good. Yeah. Like occasionally we'd have a nice movie to talk about in between all the celebrity deaths. So yeah, the fandom year in review is kind of taking a backseat. It, yeah, it, it's it's kind of been a kind of been a downer, and it's like, why do we want to do this again? Yep. Oh, yeah. That's it's not it's not been a a fun year with celebrity deaths at all. Yeah. So, guess we can keep our fingers and toes crossed for the last thirty three days of the year. I don't know. Uh, I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> no, because I'm like, well, remember, Betty White was on January 31st. 31st. Yeah. December, December 31st. 31st. Yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah. My, my, my date. She shut. was, yeah. 
she was the glue holding everything together. Yeah. I know, and I think it's just kind of fallen apart even more rapidly since then. Aren't yeah. hey, a cheery bunch? Yeah, <laughs> so let's let's move on to so, our so other feet. You keep you keep that you you keep that record handy, but we'll we'll, we'll ask for it. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, don't call us; we'll call you. Yeah. Well, let's move on to our other feedback from Aaron. <laughs> um, which Aaron's subject line on his email was like, not another thesis, I promise. Um, oh boy. Yep. So, he said not another thesis, so, yeah. It, oh, it's okay. only three, okay. it's, it's only it's only three paragraphs. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. I, I, I'm, I'm kidding here. Uh, so, he says, hello, my five-ish hosts. I enjoyed the recap of the power of the doctor. Really, only the only thing I could say is I agree with everything you wonderful ladies said. Biggest thing I agree with was the comment about you comment made about wondering what all that great writing was during the last three years. As much as I love this special, it also makes all those previous stories stick out as being that much weaker. Poor Jodie Whittaker, she deserved this kind of writing her whole tenure. Additionally, Sasha Jawan is so great as the master, I'm really trying to decide if he's my favorite incarnation or not. Sim, being my first master, has been my favorite, but Dewan is gloriously unhinged. <laughs> that's a, just a, that's just a, if that just doesn't paint, if you don't get the right mental image in your head of what the master is with just the words yeah. gloriously unhinged, Hinged, you need yeah. to have your imagination checked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Because Sasha's kind of like a mix of Missy and Ainley. And... Yeah, he's such a he's and... such a mix, and the fact that we don't know where his master falls, yes, just says a and lot about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you see how the Doctor with the personalities, you can see a little bit of other incarnations poke out so it's like with the master it's like it's a whole a whole other level so yeah uh, gloriously yeah. unhinged i am loving that we may That's need to put perfect. that on a t-shirt yeah. Aaron. yeah uh, <laughs> uh knowing that tenet was taking back for a few specials i was curious how this change would occur the way the doctor's purgatory was presented my initial thought was that tenet was reprising 10 and that iteration was pushing back through the doctor's waiting room to return and finish any business he might feel he has left if anything i'm shocked that this is supposed to be a new doctor with the same face my biggest hope is that tenet is truly creating a new incarnation rather than tapping back into the persona of 10 i love tenet and seeing a second take is going to be exciting i have to wait and see so i mean i'm sure we'll see a little bit of 10 because again Previous personality quirks do tend to poke out. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he's already here. I mean, the incarnations already started talking about teeth. So, mm -hmm. who knows? The, the teeth are what stand out. I mean, if it, yeah. was, if it was Capaldi again, he'd say like, "Oh, I remember, I remember these kidneys." Yeah, they're yeah. still the wrong color. Uh right. Still not ginger. <laughs> yep. It changes I remember. Angry again. Um, How do I fly this thing? Well, he's not in the TARDIS, and the TARDIS is not imploding or on fire, so I guess that's a good thing. Hopefully, yes. hopefully he can just drive the TARDIS like normal and, you know, just, you know. Yep. We'll see. 
My last comment is regarding the doctor's wardrobe changing right away. I wondered the same thing, but a couple days ago, Davies stated why he didn't have Tennant in Whitaker's clothes, and he provides a link. I respect his decision here and commend him on his thinking. However, I just can't help thinking that hateful people are going to be hateful no matter what, and that the fandom was robbed of what could have been a funny moment. <laughs> Even if 14 was only in 13's clothes for a few seconds, just log up to comment that the clothes don't fit right. I would have been a little happier, but again, I completely understand Davy's thinking here. And essentially, RTD said that he was concerned about people complaining about a man being in "quote unquote" women's clothing. Essentially, uh, I have a minor quibble with that. Those clothes were not women's clothes. If it was no. a dress or you know yeah. something more traditionally female, yeah. I'm like. Yeah, I, I was just, I was just. It's pants, a t-shirt, braces, and a long coat. Right, yeah, it, unisex. It was, it's unisex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it like, is very no, unisex. No, that, that, I mean, it, I mean, the bust probably wouldn't have fit just right. And trust me, I, mm-hmm. I know all about busts not fitting properly. But at the same time, it's like, oh, I'm just so glad we got rid of that uh, monstrosity because I do not like her outfit. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna be honest. It just bugged me the whole time, but that's neither here nor there. But it's it's a different it's a it's a different uh, wardrobe incarnation sort of thing. So we'll see where it goes with new teeth and all, or no old teeth, same as the new teeth. Mm-hmm. Oh, new crap, pants. We got, a bob, we got a bob situation. Dang it! Yeah. New pants, though. I mean, if you get if you look at some of the shots of um, Tenet's mm-hmm. this incarnation, yeah, he looks like he's channeling channeling like Troughton with those plaid pants of his. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. There was there's some there's some some uh, some blending of the wardrobe here a little bit. I think mm-hmm. you know, that's appropriate for the for an anniversary. Um, yeah. Doctor, I suppose we can call him that. Sure. So we'll we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But oh. uh, this is take care, Aaron. So thank you, Aaron, thank you. for your feedback you. as always. Yes, yes. And also thank you, Aaron, for being our new Patreon supporter. So Woo-hoo! We really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yep. Moving on. Sounding the spoiler spoiler alarm. Partially the reason Brittany is not here. Uh, (laughs) She's also sick, so. (laughs) Yeah, although I think by now anyone who well, okay. Brittany still doesn't want to be spoiled, so I shouldn't say anyone. But yeah. <laughs> most people are, if if they haven't seen it, they don't care, or they're okay with spoilers. But, yeah, or they or they saw but, the image, or they saw the the title and the image for this episode, and they're like, oh, okay, I'll skip this one. Yeah. So yeah. If, so, if you've not anyway, seen so, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever yet, turn off the episode and come back later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put a put yeah. a pin I, in it and come back. Yeah. Yep. If Facebook and Tumblr haven't spoiled you yet, yet turn around now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but Black Panther, 
Wakanda Forever, our final MCU film of 2022. It is the 30th film in the MCU. Oh. Hard to believe. It doesn't feel oh, like Oh, I can't that. believe we're at 30 already. Yeah, uh, does that count the TV shows too? or is No, that... just the films. Okay. Yeah, it's the 30th film <laughs> in the MCU. So, yeah, once you throw in, like, the TV shows and the Disney Plus series, yeah, it would the, the number would be even higher. Closer <laughs> to 40. Uh, I, At I, least. I, if you if not closer to 50. Off. Yeah. And technically, this ends True. phase four. So. Oh. You gotta keep that in mind as well. <laughs> so. Um, but, obviously, this takes place post-Infinity War endgame in universe this takes place the mcu at this point is about year 2026 um so we are a couple years post end game um and the return of of everybody from the snap which of course t'challa and both t'challa and shuri had both been dusted um from the snap uh we know that okoye was not because she was literally the person reaching out that t'challa was reaching out toward toward when he became a pile of leaves um thanks to thanos um so um but obviously this is not the film that ryan kugler wanted to make as soon as they finished the first Black Panther, he, you know, he immediately was like, okay, let's start working on the sequel. And because what they wanted to do was take from the comics, which in the comics, T'Challa becomes king as a child. And that is important, but we'll get to that. And um, he becomes he becomes king of Wakanda way younger, and the, the comic book run is him struggling to figure out what it means to be king and suddenly have all this responsibility. So what Ryan Coogler wanted to do was kind of play on that, but obviously T'Challa became king not as a child, but it still was rather sudden because his father was killed by, well, we now know it was Zemo, not Bucky, um, in Civil War. But, um, so this was, and obviously the events of the first Black Panther movie, he officially kind of becomes king properly doing the waterfall fight and everything. But then Killmonger shows up and everything goes, you know, tits up and then and then and then yeah yeah and then at the end of the movie we get the the post-credit scene of bucky's getting his new arm because thanos is coming so it's like t'challa's not really had an opportunity to really like kind of sit down and be king of wakanda yet so that's what ryan coogler really wanted to focus on with this movie was Killmonger, Thanos, you know, the T'Challa being gone for five years and then suddenly coming back and then finally 
finally getting to be king of Wakanda. Now, Namor was always going to be the antagonist. I don't want to say villain so much because Namor is interesting compared to some other quote-unquote villains or antagonists that we've seen in the MCU at this point. But Namor was always going to be the antagonist um, because as we see in this movie, he is a threat to Wakanda. You know, obviously he wants the wants the entire world to burn, but he's going to start with Wakanda. <laughs> um, as you do. As you do. Um, so, so that's what they were going to do. Now, obviously Chadwick Boseman's passing put a big old monkey wrench in all of that. Um, and um, you know, that's really uh, yeah, they had to, they had to pivot. You know, I mean, they were already facing kind of a because, eh, you know, Chadwick died and we were smack dab in the middle of the pandemic. Um, yeah, it was the summer of 2020. Um, so, you know, things were kind of crazy. And then you have your star seemingly pass away out of nowhere. And, um, you know, Ryan Coogler, bless him. I, you know, again, kind of like with Bob Chapek. I don't, I don't, I'm not envious of, of this, the, 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 the hot seat he found himself in. So, right. um, I mean, you, you had several options. You could recast, which, you know, it, it, that there, there are pros and cons to that. Um, yeah. you could, you know, just try to ride around it, which is what they, you know, they seem to have done. Um, but yeah, either way, it was not going to be an easy, an easy fix, I suppose. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's and and, and really, yeah, whatever they decided to do, people were going to be unhappy with their decision. So, because mm-hmm. again, you the, you can't make everybody happy. Yep. Yeah. So. Um, but I th- I think what they ended up doing I think works. I mean, it sucks. I mean, this movie, other than knowing the relationship between these people, because you know, for the most part, other than Namor, pretty much all the other faces we're seeing are people that we already know. Mm-hmm. We've got we've got Shuri, we've got King Ramondo, we've got Okoye, we've got Mbaku, um. You know, you've got, I mean, obviously, Riri Williams is a new, you know, new introduction as well. Um, but, you know, we got Martin Freeman back as Everett Ross. We even got Julia mm-hmm. Louise Dreyfus as Valentina Allegra de Fontaine or Val, as I'm going to call oh, her. Oh, boy, she did we that. get some lore drop surprise about Valentina yeah. and a certain someone? It was just like, whoa! Yeah, it's a trap. Like all the other stuff you put in here, you're gonna drop that little tidbit for a half a second and just be like, Oh yeah, that's a thing. 
So, but for the most part, it's it's Edward, all faces and <laughs> they're all faces and people that we already knew, and we know their relationship to each other. We know their personalities. Mm-hmm. Um. So, by their decision here to kill off T'Challa in universe makes would already be like heartbreaking for the characters but you could just tell that for i think for a lot of them it was not that hard for them to tap into the grief because i mean i was expecting for this to be emotional Mm -hmm. and i'm sitting in the movie theater and i grabbed some extra napkins because i knew i was gonna i was i was probably gonna need some something to, mm-hmm. to dab the eyes and maybe blow the nose. And gosh darn it, if it, they don't have me crying at the very beginning just with the opening Marvel yes. comic book page flip of which I was mm-hmm. kicking myself after the fact. I'm like, you dummy, they did that for Stan Lee. Of course they were going to do it for Chadwick too. Uh, right. Where they the the you know the Marvel logo comes up and we got the flipping pages and in this case it's all Chadwick as T'Challa from all of his appearances, um, but in this case there's no music it's completely silent which is a first for any Marvel movie, um, mm-hmm. so immediately they've got me crying <laughs> just with that <laughs> like damn it Marvel. <laughs> It's like, yeah, uh, because all you know, because all we see is you know, T'Challa is ill, and they never specify, but I don't think they need to. Um, I mean, this is Wakanda; they're one of the most advanced, you know, technology-wise, one of the most advanced places on the entire planet. So, if their king is sick and dying, and they're not able to do anything from him, whatever it is, it's something so serious it doesn't matter whether it has a name or not and of course thanks to killmonger we no longer have the heart-shaped herb to turn to as a source of power um so poor shuri is trying to do everything she can to try and 3d print essentially new heart-shaped herbs and it's not working uh so t'challa ends up dying and then they have the, the beautiful funeral sequence which i was saying um before we started um recording drug cinema when i was talking to charles and zan um because i'd seen it earlier that day and i said you know what whenever i die i want to have a funeral like a wakandan funeral because i mean even even t'challa says i don't remember if it's in civil war if it's in the first black panther movie he says something along the lines with in my country you know death is not an ending it's just a stepping off point mm-hmm. because for the yeah. people of wakanda those that believe in the ancestral plane and boss and all the the gods and stuff to them death is not goodbye it's really till i see you again till i pass along Mm -hmm. to or if you're someone that gets to take on the mantle of the black panther and consume the heart-shaped herb you get to visit the ancestral plane at least momentarily and connect with your ancestors so they know it's not the end so for them 
funerals are not a bunch of people wearing black, you know, eyes downcast, sobbing, being really sad. It's a celebration of life. Mm-hmm. Everyone's wearing white and they're all they yes. got, they're painted and they're wearing this beautiful jewelry and there's music and people are dancing and, you know, the body is, is taken in a, a, a casket through the town so that everybody could pay their respects but again there's still everybody's wearing white and it's just really beautiful and then the you know the the body and the casket are taken away you know off to a resting place um you know appropriate for their beliefs um but it's it's so beautiful and it's like that is way more what i would want for a funeral mm-hmm. for myself is it's like you know you can be sad because that's what humans do you know when you lose someone you care right. about you're gonna be sad so you know don't act like you're not sad but at the same time don't wallow and live in your grief recognize this person that you knew and loved in the life that they lived and uh, you know if you believe in some sort of afterlife you know whatever your belief is believe that this is not the end you'll see them again right as we learn shuri is struggling with that that we find out that you know her belief in their gods and everything was shaky to begin with and then with t'challa's death she pretty much has given up on her beliefs mm-hmm. um but it's just the whole funeral thing was just absolutely beautiful and i just you know and the fact that they painted his you know his his portrait on the side of a building uh one of the village buildings you know i've seen that all in the trailer and everything it was like it's it's so 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 beautiful (laughs) so which was a nice little uptick from the crying and then Mm -hmm. we get into the story and then they give me plenty of other reasons to cry uh again and again again and again but uh yeah with the introduction of namor like i said he's you could find reasons to argue why he's a villain i'm sure there are probably some people that could find reasons to you know to argue that he's potentially a good guy i don't think he's necessarily either i think just antagonist is the best right thing for him He's, He's in the middle. On the fence. Yeah. Yeah. Because he is what we find out is when T'Challa made his speech at uh the end of the first Black Panther movie and you know started doing the outreach, you know, building that center in Oakland and everything, essentially revealing to the world that Wakanda is not this piddly little third world country that you thought it was. Mhm. A lot of people are like, oh, cool. But then there are some other people, like apparently the French. Oh, um, yeah. That apparently think that they need to get their hands off vibranium. And by any means necessary. By any means necessary. We go against the accords. And oh, I loved 
the yeah, queen just breaking, coming in and breaking lay, you at not even yeah. the accords because the accords aren't a thing anymore. We found that oh, that's out. Right. She, the protocol. We found that out, and she yeah. and she hoped the water, uh, the Sokovia accords aren't even a thing anymore. But there's still like UN like protocol and right, other yeah. like international agreements. Yeah, that like you know the French show up on this uh, Wakandan refinery trying to like beat the crap out of them to get their hands on the weapons. So, like, it's guarded by the Dora Milaje. Really? Yeah. You really think you were going to get past the Dora Milaje? <laughs> it's oh, so many. France. Go <laughs> back to France. <laughs> sit your ass down and have a baguette and a glass of wine. <laughs> exactly. And, and and you do know that, you know, they, they take jurisdiction wherever they find themselves, so you're kind of screwed regardless because uh-huh. you know you you might be trespassing, but they're never trespassing. So you know, just suck it. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, pretty much. So, but yeah, King Ramonda or Queen Ramonda, when she goes off on the UN. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, more popcorn, please. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> You go. <laughs> Somebody hand Angela Bassett something. A gold star. Yes. A gold Gee. globe. Some sort of an award, please. And thank something. you. <laughs> yeah. She just she just lets them have it. I love it. Right. So. Mm-hmm. so. And then you got like all the different countries are like, it wasn't us. And then Dormelage bring in the culprits and find find out find out they speak French and the French you know representative is like oh crap (laughs) (laughs) like come on come on France did you learn nothing from Napoleon yeah it's like seriously you didn't think they were gonna find out stick with what you do best stick with what you do best pastries and wine. And yeah, mm-hmm. everyone's happy. Oh, uh, <laughs> but then Namor shows up. Oh, because the U.S. government, ha- in secret, has somehow uh, they've got their hands on a, a essentially a really really fancy metal detector that only can detect vibranium. And that gets, but the, yeah, because the the vibranium is in the bottom of the ocean, which the Wakandans, as far as they're concerned, vibranium is not available anywhere else on the planet. Again, we'll get to that because that's important. Um, But Namor knows better and his people know better. Um, So they go and kill all these people being like you're not getting your hands on this vibranium it's us um uh-huh. which causes a whole I'm... international kerfuffle yeah because now you know because the uh the wakandans find out and they're like okay where did this machine come from and uh shuri is all like she's she's got her head buried in her work like she did what mm-hmm. she was supposed to do as far as mourning T'Challa, but she can't quite 
come to terms with it so she's just she's just buried her head and just you know her science and developing tech and she's created these new suits for the dormilage which end up becoming the midnight angels which is a totally cool thing um mm -hmm. so um which we're gonna see more of those when we get like a, a koye slash dormilage like series on disney plus in the future um but of course, King or Queen Ramonda is all like, "Well, we've just been threatened by this guy who has pointy ears and wings on his feet," uh, <laughs> and I think, "Well, we need to find out who made this vibranium metal detector." And Shuri's like, "I'll do it." And of course, Ramonda is like, "Hell no, my girl's not leaving the barriers no. of this country." Uh, <laughs> but of course, Shuri gets her gets her way. Uh, so she and she and Okoye go off uh, to MIT where they meet Ruby Williams. Well, first they mm -hmm. got to figure out where because they don't know it's Riri. They just know it's some scientist. Yeah. yeah, that supposedly you know developed this piece of tech. Um, so they got to go visit. Uh, what was it? Sure, he calls him my favorite colonizer. <laughs> Yes, and the snark between Shuri and Koye during this whole thing is Ross. just yeah. awesome. Yeah. Oh. So, so I, I. So is is does Riri is she the only one who knows how to use this thing, and and that's why she well, no, because it or no, it. She is, she, I. She created she, the tech to find the stuff. Well, <laughs> she didn't. She didn't. She when Okoye and and Shuri find her thanks to Everett's info that he's not supposed to be giving them, but he does anyway because he feels like he owes, especially Shuri, a debt because she literally saved his life. Um, mm -hmm. So he gives them the information they need to get to MIT and find Riri. Riri says she only made it because she has a professor that essentially bet her that she couldn't do it. And, so, now, the, and now the military but, has... But now the U.S. Made. government has it, but we don't... This is one of the... Again, when we, we get to the end of the song, we can speculate um, what's going to happen in the future. This is one of those threads. This is like the one thread that they left dangling. That yeah. I'm like, oh, I okay. they better come back to this in the future because all she says is, my professor told me I couldn't do it, and no name. And was so she given. did. No name was given. <laughs> the professor's never brought up again. Nope. Nothing. <laughs> So we get to the end of the movie, and I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, I'm like, yeah. So that I've seen some videos of people speculating um, about who this professor either is or is connected to, depending on what Marvel decides to do as far as character introductions in the future. So. Shuri and Okoye take Riri to try to get away because at this point now the feds are on their tail along with some other people. Um, 
and they end up being attacked by uh they go on a chase which is always cool um uh riri bright busts out her the uh, her iron man suit that she has at that time uh which is really cool uh so we get to see that we get to see of course okoye kick some ass as the you know as uh, the baddest general of the dora milaje that she is uh but in the process of it all um namor and some of his minions show up and take riri and shuri to their little under under the sea abode uh <laughs> so i can't call it atlantis because it's not atlantis now in some comics it's atlantis and namor okay so namor is like one of the very very first marvel comic book characters mm -hmm. um from even before it was marvel like all the way back when it was timely comics in the late 30s um he's namor the submariner and he was marvel's very first superhero alongside angel and a uh, human torch who was an android so bill everett who who is a writer and artist uh, who went on to later create Daredevil, uh, was a huge fan of anything nautical and sea-related. So he created Namor as a water, essentially a water-based opposite of the Human Torch. You got fire, you got water. So Ooh. Namor first appears in the unpublished Motion Pictures Funnies Weekly Number 1 in April 1939, before making his official debut in Marvel Comics Number 1, in October of 1939, the first publication by Marvel's predecessor, Timely Comics. So Namor goes way, way back. And they, since then, since the creation of like film and television, people have been trying to make a live, live action adaptation of Namor for a long time, and it's just never happened. I think they pulled it off very nicely. <laughs> yeah, well, and part of the reason is there's a other certain aquatic DC character who looks very similar. Yeah, who's way yeah. more popular by the name of Aquaman. <laughs> right, and Jason <laughs> so, Momoa so is, is his... and played by Jason Momoa. So this this is days. a case of you know John Carter inspired Superman, but nobody knows who you know john carter it's like oh no this 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 you know this movie is copying superman but really john carter came first a little bit so, in this week's yeah. episode of who ward or who did it better <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah i mean it's supposed to be atlantis but because you know hollywood is kind of cutthroat and likes to stab each other in the back and they're like well sue happy yeah, you know, Marvel just decided, eh, we're going to side it's, that so little it's, issue, it's, and it's going yeah, to be... Yeah, it's Talocan instead. And yeah. it's set in, essentially, the peninsula of Mexico, right off the peninsula of Mexico. Well, you know, um, they could have made it, they could have made it Atlantica. Yeah. I mean, they're doing a Little Mermaid movie, come on. Yeah. 
that's true. Yeah, so they so they they went with this Aztec Mesoamerican influence instead. Um which I think in itself is really, really cool. And from what I've mm-hmm. seen on social media, the people that are descendant from like the ancient Mayan culture and some of you know, some of the few people who still speak these languages that they actually use in this movie were just like gobsmacked mm-hmm. at how well they treated it and how well they made it work in the movie um you know they had people come in that are familiar with the language kind of like with dances with wolves where they brought people in that knew how to speak some of these native you know these indigenous languages so that the actors were saying things as correctly as possible for not being native speakers so I really got to hand it to Marvel to 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 go that extra. I know with especially with the Black Black Panther that that's something they've uh since the first Black Panther has been very important to them that you know obviously with the very heavy African influences in the music and the costumes and everything that it doesn't come off as either appropriation or a caricature of the you know what it's what it's based off of you know they tried to be very respectful to it while still making sure it had that marvel feel and twist to it and -hmm. they've done the same thing with the, the this 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 mayan influence in these languages and stuff so i really commend them for that um so what's <laughs> really funny is um uh uh tina tina cuerta who plays uh namor got the job well ryan kugler you know i guess he auditioned or whatever and ryan kugler went to him to offer him the job and asked him how his swimming was and his response is <laughs> His response was, well, I've never drowned before. <laughs> that's because okay. he couldn't that's because he couldn't swim at all. Literally. So he's he never swum. He never swam. Well, that's true, he's never drowned. Uh so he immediately started taking swimming lessons after getting the job. <laughs> smart idea. Very smart idea. <laughs> well, when you're about to get this really and, big role. Yeah, like, I mean you gonna, look at you know look thing like like a little thing like not being able to swim stuff yeah yeah i mean you know well, look at the lights or swim <laughs> look at the i mean how lots of actresses have 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 done something similar i mean look at the lights that george lazenby was able to True. bs his way through to get the james bond gig <laughs> yep that's how he's like, hey, you know, even if you can't necessarily do it, if you if you know you're a quick learner, then why not? You know, um. So, but yeah, I mean, uh, Namor is really his entire thing is his his beef is a combination of he doesn't want you know, the rest of the world is suddenly descending on the depths of the ocean with drills and 
all sorts of stuff trying to, you know, dig up vibranium because they mm-hmm. want it. Yeah. Um, but meanwhile, Wakanda, they're just like, wait, there's vibranium elsewhere on the planet? We thought we only had it. Because, you know, we get the legend at the beginning of the first Black Panther movie about how this as- yeah, this asteroid landed on Earth that was solid vibranium. And that's where the country of Wakanda came from. And that's what they've based everything on. And then it turns out that their history, which, you know, their history itself technically is still true. An asteroid did land there of vibranium. And that's where Wakanda came from. It just turns out that that's not the only asteroid that hit Earth. This is actually a good, you know, a a you know, good news for the rest of the world because if another Thanos level threat comes, well, hey, we need to, you know, get stuff to. And you know. that is very, very possible. And I think that's why a lot of people in the, the UN are, in some cases, going through very nefarious means to try to get their hands on weapons because they've all seen with the snap Mm -hmm. what a you know what kind of potential threats are out there in the universe i mean nick fury was just making you know nuclear weapons essentially yeah in the first avengers because of Thor. So it's like, what do you expect people to do? To just sit back and be like, oh, well, we'll just wait for the next one to show up. Uh, no. And I mean, and, you know, and we can have the debate whether it's right or wrong, but at the same time, it's like, I can't really blame them for trying, but if there mm-hmm. were, if there were multiple vibranium asteroids, then heck yes. Mm-hmm. Space, space weapons for everybody. So we can send that whatever next mad titan or Thing, whatever comes up, we can defend ourselves. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because nobody wants to get snapped again. Yeah. Generally speaking. Oh. Yeah, because the according to Namor, who at this point he's like five hundred years old or something like that. Oh. You know, just five hundred. Um. <laughs> He's pretty spry, isn't he? Yeah, his his people, as we see them in this movie, are descendants from ancient Mayans who were just regular people living in, you know, what now we consider Mexico. Um and because of colonization, uh they start coming down with things like smallpox. And start killing, you know, people start just dropping dead all over the place. Um, but one of their, you know, like their their holy men or whatever, um, supposedly receives a vision that leads him to this underwater plant that glows. Um, and it's essentially the cousin to the heart-shaped herb, um, where it grows in vibranium enriched soil but in this case underground so you know it's like the seaweed sea plant equivalent of the heart-shaped herb and so they're able to create uh you know this this medicine from this herb 
and they give it to the people, including Namor's mother, who's pregnant with him at the time. And it causes them to become more aquatic. It changes their skin to blue. They can no longer breathe the air. They have to go into the water and breathe like fish. Um, and she gives birth to Namor there. Um, but because he received it via in utero as opposed to drinking it directly, he's not blue. But he does have the pointy ears and the wings on his feet. Um, and he can breathe both underwater and on land. Um, and he is a mutant. He he uses the word mutant. Uh, yep. So he... My ears as far as, right away. As far as film... Like, as far as film is concerned, he is the first mutant. Obviously, he's not the first mutant in the MCU. That's right. Kamala Khan. Um, cause she's already been bestowed with that moniker, but as far as the films are concerned, um, Namor is the, the first mutant. Um, again, that might be important. We'll come back to that. Um, um, so, but eventually his mom dies of old age. Her last request is she wants to be buried back on land in their home, you know, their homeland where she started from. So they emerge. It's so you know a, a long long time has passed and when they come back like the land has been colonized there's like a a church now uh yeah so there's like a priest and you know uh other like native indigenous people being essentially being treated as slaves making them do like the heavy labor and stuff for the white man um and they become so upset at this that they end up killing everybody. Um, and like the priest is one of the last people to die. And they tell him, you know, essentially tells Namor, it's like, you have no love in your heart. And that's where the name Namor comes from is essentially means no love or no heart. Mm -hmm. um, so since then, kinda, he's kind of had a chip on his shoulder. You know, he's, he's done the best he can as the leader of his people um, in in uh you know in their 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 home um they found a way to again use vibranium a lot like wakanda to make their society function including having a underwater sun um so that uh and they have technology so that some of them have like this little mouthpiece uh, bits that they can put on their their mouth and on their like gills on their neck so they can be above water um uh so they they they're you know they're the, the underwater equivalent of wakanda um with a bit of a chip on their shoulder so you know that's that's really what his concern is is t'challa opened up wakanda to the world now the world knows that vibranium exists and now they know that these really crazy potential threats exist, like Thanos. Mm -hmm. So now everybody, what's vibranium? Where do they where do they go? The ocean. Who lives in the ocean? Namor and his people. So Namor is like tells King Ramonda, like, you need to stop these crazy, you know, above water folks from getting their hands on vibranium coming at, you know, potentially knocking on my front door accidentally, or I'm gonna show you what's what. Um, uh -huh. and of course you know Ramonda is all like 
uh, he's just like, I'm not supposed to be queen anymore, you know? It's just, it's just like, it's like I was like, just happy. I was, I was just, I was just happy being mom to the king and his sister and all this cool stuff. And then all this, all this shit happens. What the? What hell? do you mean? There's another source of vibranium. Exactly. <laughs> and then, it. and then well, Shuri gets you, taken. Your, your boy, your boy promised. Yeah. Okay. So then, Sh- then Shuri gets taken. You know, and of course, Ramonda is like, oh, definitely not having that. My one remaining child is now missing in the depths of the ocean. I need help. So she, well, she doesn't get on the horn. She gets on a plane or, you know, a Wakandan jet and takes off to Haiti and is like, hey, Nakia. And this is after uh-huh. Koye. This is after Koye gets fired as general oh, yes. Malaje for losing Shuri. <laughs> and we also get the drop that Okoye is a sibling. <laughs> yeah. To well, I I don't T'Challa think so. I don't I don't oh, just think the way so. She said mother. I didn't know. I was no, because everybody refers to her as her as mother or queen mother. So I think it's more just okay. a term of endearment. So. Okay. Uh, but they're, they're there, so it was hard to say. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's more just they're they're so close. They might as well be family. Right. So that's just the way they treat each other each other as one big family. Um, but yeah, like again, Ramonda, give Angela Bassett another gold star because she she lays into Okoye. Woo! <laughs> Yowza. It's brutal. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she's like I, Yeah, so she she goes off to Haiti where Nakia's been. Uh, she's teaching uh, children. Um, she's become like a teacher of this uh, school, but you know, on top of like the usual things you would teach kids, you know, your alphabet and your math and stuff, they're also teaching them things like how to grow their own crops um, and like how to weave fabric and stuff. So how they can be self-sufficient, which I think is pretty cool and live off the land if they, if they need to. Um. So she goes off to Nakia and she's like, you used to be our best spy. My daughter's been taken. Please, Obi-Wan Kenobi, I need your help, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and Nakia's like, uh, okay, fine. Uh, so mm-hmm. Nakia manages to to find uh, Shuri and Riri rescues them. And, you know, then, then, then shit really hits the fan because now uh, You've got um, Val, who knows that Ross has been talking to the Wakandans, even though he's not supposed to, because she's paranoid like that, uh, and knows the way his brain works, because they used to be married. How's that for a little tidbit they just dropped in there? Yeah, and once again, Everett. What in the heck were you thinking? I know opposites attract, but yowza. Yeah. Like, they're just talking, and she's like, blah, 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 when we were married. I'm like, what? What? Back it up here. (laughs) Did I just hear you correctly? (laughs) Hold on a second here. (laughs) That explains so much and still doesn't explain anything. Right. 
<laughs> but of course we know we know what Val is doing. She's the head of the CIA. Uh, but on the side, she's also building up the Thunderbolts, her own little kind of anti-Avengers, which obviously X wannabe Captain America is part of. Uh, Yelena is like is likely to be part of. Um, so and she wants her to get her hands on vibranium. And not just for the CIA. She wants it for her own little her own little personal her, agenda. Personal agenda that we will see when we get to the Thunderbolts. Um so but then that's almost like its own its own thing that doesn't necessarily end but it kind of just takes a back burner it does it's it doesn't necessarily become as important in this movie as it will in the future obviously because when we get to the thunderbolts um yeah they're laying plot threads let's just put it yes that way. they're they're like <laughs> they're laying they're laying shit down uh but of you know with shuri's rescue namor is all like well crap she knows where we live and knows how to get here we can't have that this isn't good <laughs> yeah so and sure he knows this she, you know he you know, sure he knows he's like oh crap he's gonna be following me um so he immediately brings his people lays an assault on wakanda essentially flooding the city um because they have the ability to get past the boundaries that wakanda has um probably because it never occurred to the wakandans that they needed to go like all the way to the ocean floor uh <laughs> would be my guess uh or it's because their stuff is made out of vibranium and vibranium can't fight against itself you know um who knows uh so they flood the city and in the process uh Riri almost drowns, so but Ramonda saves her, but in the process Ramonda ends up drowning. So we end up losing King Queen Ramonda um in this, which does not help with Shuri's mental health at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um so Shuri's out for I mean, Shuri's Blood. already, yeah, Shuri was already pissed off at the death of her brother and guilt because she could, wasn't able to save him. Now her mother is dead. Um, so she's really pissed off. Uh, but back when they were kind of looking like they were going to be friends, Namor gave Shuri a piece of jewelry that happens to have some of that plant in it. Mm -hmm. So she uses all of her sciencey stuff and is able to use the chemical makeup of that because it is very similar to the heart-shaped herb to create a heart-shaped herb that actually works that she can 3D print. Uh, so she decides to take on the mantle of the Black Panther. They don't bury her in the dirt and the sand and everything. 
Um, but she does take it and goes to the ancestral plane, um, mm-hmm. which somebody in a video pointed this out, and it's something I did not realize when, uh, when, um, the difference between T'Challa's trip to the ancestral plane, Killmonger's, and Shuri's, it's kill as uh, T'Challa is in the full on ancestral plane. Obviously, it looks like something out of the Lion King. Um, right. When Killmonger goes, he's back in the apartment he grew up in as a kid. Right. But you can see bits of the ancestral plane out the window. Poking through, yeah. Poking through. So when Shuri goes to the ancestral plane, she's in the throne room, but you can see the ancestral plane off in the distance uh but she's not actually in it and somebody theorized that if someone like it probably depends on the specific person how specific you want to get but it's like if the person has either well it I, in this specific case they said it's well shuri and killmonger have a lot of anger and resentment still in their hearts so they're not they're not allowed to access the ancestral plane fully Mm -hmm. and that's why they're in it they're in a location where they can see the ancestral plane but actually can't get to it because of the anger and resentment that they still have in their hearts is keeping them from fully accessing it unlike t'challa who had gone through the grieving process of his father being killed and you know all the stuff with thinking it was bucky and turns out it's zemo and the fact that he you know he could have gone out for vengeance and killed baron zemo but didn't but instead turned him off to the authorities so that showed a lot of growth and everything so that's why t'challa was actually able to access the full ancestral plane so i thought that was cool um so shuri's in the throne room version of the ancestral plane and of course we all think she's gonna see her mother and that's who shuri thinks she's gonna see killmonger The camera sweeps around. There's Michael B. Jordan just hanging out on that throne. I'm like, oh, I did not see that coming. I kind of figured it was going to be him just from the trailers that I had seen. And I'm just like, he hasn't shown up yet. What would be the major plot twist (laughs) that would set Shuri off a little bit more? I mean, hello. (laughs) He's dead. So it's like, why would he show up? Right. I'm sure that there were probably some people about, oh, this is where they're going to do like a CGI chat with Bozeman. Um, <laughs> but no, it's Killmonger. It's Michael mm-hmm. B. Jordan. Wait, yep. it's Killmonger. No. Mm-hmm. And of course, Killmonger, even, even in death, is still longer snarky where it's like yeah. yeah where he's like your brother was a pacifist and you know he didn't have the guts to do what needs to be done yeah so he's like is he's essentially antagonizing poke the bear like are you yeah it's like are you gonna do be like your brother you're gonna be like me and do and you know 
get revenge and blah 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 blah. Um, which is essentially what it boils on down to, because then, uh, you know, she gets her Black Panther suit and they go out to the uh, go out to the middle of the ocean with a bunch of the Dormelage and Mbaku and some of his tribesmen, some other different tribes who are willing to fight and everything to try and get they'll engage with the others while Shuri gets Namor to land because they realize that if he stays out of the water for too long he dries out and becomes weak <laughs> um so so they have this big old knockdown drag out fight and it gets it gets brutal like he ends up mm-hmm. Bearing Shuri right through the abdomen, which if she wasn't in the Black Panther suit, I'm sure would be fatal. Um, uh-huh. But you know she's got all that, the the suit itself, and then all the tech and everything. I'm sure was able to like you know stop the bleeding or whatever. Um, and she has the moment. I mean, she has the opportunity to kill Namor, and be more like Killmonger, but she decides not to. Um, she she realizes that she needs to be more like her brother and gets Namor to yield and they reach an agreement. Um, so, uh, yeah, what could have been... I mean, both of them could have killed the other and feel completely justified. But the fact that they were able to hold themselves off, and not only just hold themselves off, but to reach an agreement says a lot about both the characters. And that's why I said I don't think you could just paint Namor truly as a villain. Right. Granted, we see when they go their separate ways that Namor is back, you know, with his people in, you know, back underwater biding his time because he does have like one person that's all like you know like why are you you know being friendly with them and he's like well they're an ally now and he's like i know down the line something's gonna happen you know shit's gonna hit the fan again and we're gonna need to call on them or they're gonna need to call on us and that'll be the true test essentially he knows that there's there's something you know something that's likely to come along and he's not wrong right. at this point i don't think I, I don't think i don't think he knows what's coming like we do uh right. but he knows something is likely to come along like a thanos or something so he's willing to bide his time so um and then shuri decides that she doesn't want to be queen of Wakanda, so they they all gather for the waterfall ceremony. And Mbaku's like, "Yeah, she won't be joining us. She <laughs> sends her she sends her regards. I will be cl- fighting to claim the throne, which is something that he and Shuri decided. I mean, it wasn't just like Mbaku like before, where he's like, "I'm going to fight T'Challa, knowing full and well I'm not going to win." Uh, right just because somebody has to do it uh in this time umbaka will be king of wakanda he won't be the black panther shuri will continue to be the black panther but baku will be king because shuri doesn't want that responsibility right um, 
So she decides instead to go to Haiti to visit Nakia um, and complete the mourning ritual that her mom started, which is the burning of the uh, mourning, the like the burial ceremony clothing. Mm hmm. That's kind of your sign that you're ending your mourning period as you as you burn the clothing. So Shuri um, decides to go to Haiti to to complete that, and then we get the we get the mid the the only we only have the one mid credit scene, and that's where Shuri gets to meet her nephew, which I kind of expected was coming because they were all like they kept being very cagey about like. You know, like Okoye would talking mm -hmm. to Nakia and be like, you just up and disappeared. And she's like, well, you know, after the the blip and everything, because, you know, because, I mean, she and T'Challa had a thing and then T'Challa got T'Challa got blipped and was gone for five years. Um, and then he suddenly comes back and then suddenly he's sick and she knew that he was sick. He was what you know, she was one of the few people that knew mm -hmm. right away. Um, yeah. And. Yeah, she she just had this like, oh, it was too hard. It's too difficult. You know, I did. The memories were too sad. I just couldn't come back. And it turns out that may I mean, that may be true on yeah, one there level. There was something else. There was a little mm -hmm. something else like the baby that she and T'Challa had together. Yes. She got pregnant in theory. Right. Well, right before the blip. Uh. And then would have had the baby while T'Challa was gone and when T'Challa was back. Because <laughs> at this, this, this point, because at this point, little T'Challa is like six or seven years old. So yeah. he would have had to be yeah. conceived right before the blip. Um, But yeah, he's so cute, though. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, Good casting. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. He's 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 adorable. Mm -hmm. So he's got a, a a Haitian name, uh, Toussaint. Toussaint. Yeah, which is a nice nod to Toussaint, who helped uh, lead a rebellion against the French in Haiti. Uh, again, the French, but trying to take over <laughs> places. Um, <laughs> Stick with what you're good at. Uh, yeah, Tucson. He goes by that, but his his Wakanda name is T'Challa, so he's he's fully aware of who he is and who his father was. Uh, but they wanted him to live as far away from Wakanda and the you know the pressures of being the crown prince of of this nation and have him grow up as quote unquote normal as possible. Um, so, but yeah, there's a there's a little boy T'Challa, Crown Prince T'Challa, there that mm -hmm. someday may be king of king of Wakanda. What's interesting is, um, so he would have been born during the blip at some point, obviously <laughs> within the first nine months thereabouts of the blip. Um, but so he and Morgan Stark are actually kind of close in age. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
which I think is kind of cool. So mm-hmm. the baby so, Avengers. Yeah, yep. they're the real baby yes. baby Avengers. So, but uh, That's so a Disney Junior. Yeah, really. Now. Yeah. So, yep. so I mean, it's like I said, it's is a beautiful movie. It's very moving. You know, this whole idea of of loss, um, and what that means and how we all grieve differently. Oh, it's going to resonate with anybody who's ever lost anyone that they care about, you know, whether it's a, a sibling or a parent or a grandparent or a coworker or whatever. Um, which I think is, is, is very, it's very human. I mean, it's a very human mm-hmm. theme that, you know, you strip away all the superhero comic book stuff. It, it's, it's very realistic um and on the surface it, it this is this is one of those movies where it's like if you're not necessarily paying attention to what every you know tiny little thing that's going on in the mcu you just be like ah look t'challa had a kid that's cool um and you might be like, oh, you know, and Riri Williams obviously is really cool. She's going to, you know, Ironheart, we're going to get her series, which is going to pick up right after the end of this. Um, so unfortunately, her souped up Wakandan made Ironheart suit, she does not get to cheap, cheap keep. <laughs> so she sure does rebuild her car for her which is nice yes um mm-hmm. she's she's got this really cool sports car all of colson although it's a different make and model but she helped build with her yep. dad um so sure he did make sure her car got rebuilt but she's not allowed to keep any of the wakandan tech and obviously she can't keep her notes and everything for the vibranium detector um but obviously riri is now going to be more than likely one of the the new young avengers right up there with kate bishop um you know cassie as we'll see his stature here in in ant-man of the wasp quantum mania um you know the younger the younger crowd um so she'll be a fun addition i like her she don't get a whole lot of screen time um I mean, obviously, her being is—I mean, she's super, super smart. They, they you know, she's—they made her a little older than she is in the comics because I think in the comics she goes, starts going to MIT at like sixteen or something like that. Here she's nineteen, uh, which I mean, still makes her way younger than the existing OG Avengers that we still have, um, but. You know, obviously, uh, an adult <laughs> uh, compared to some of the others, which are are still kids. As a, you know, if you haven't graduated high school yet, sorry. yeah, um, you know, sorry, Kamala, but you know, technically, you're still in high school. Um, so, but she's again very, very smart with science, math, all of those things. Um, yeah, she's. Uh, she got. She seems to have a very good personality. Like I said, she doesn't get a whole lot of screen time. It's just an introduction. Um, so she'll get more fleshed out when we get the Ironheart series. But I like her. 
so far. Oh yeah, I like what I saw of her. I'm looking forward to yeah, she's learning cool. more about her character. Yeah, she's really cool. Um, and it'll be good to have someone like her on our side. Um, like I said, some of the the you know the videos that I've watched of people who are smarter than me and have read more of the comics than I have. Um, there's different speculations. Of course, at this point, it's pure speculation, fan speculation, but um the one video i liked the one theory that i saw that i really liked is how the some of the events in this are more connected to the eternals than people might realize which is good because right now the eternals are just kind of sitting over here like okay we're ready um yep. <laughs> meanwhile we Tap got us in. <laughs> meanwhile we got the halloween special which helps again feed into blade uh but that's about it uh so the vibranium that namor's and you know his 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 uh people um have used throughout the years like so they've got a lot of weapons uh you know obviously not like electronic weapons they still have weapons they get spears and different things um that they can fight with along with other things made out of vibranium uh but the vibranium that helped feed the soil underwater soils to create that cousin plant of the heart-shaped herb comes from a asteroid very much like the asteroid from the origin story of wakanda thing is this asteroid because of where it landed off of the coast of mexico is at least in universe is the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs so it landed 66 million years ago as opposed to the two and a half billion years ago that the wakandan asteroid landed now i mean it is perfectly plausible that multiple asteroids could hit the earth the odds of two asteroids that happen to be solid vibranium yeah is a little more questionable However, the Celestials, who we learned more about in the Eternals movie, are born from seeds that are deposited into a planet's core Uh via an asteroid. Oh. So, maybe that first asteroid, the the dino-killing one... Is that celestial that started to hatch in Eternals and did not obviously fully come to fruition? Get which gets a little nod in She-Hulk at one point. Right. It's a it's a blink and you miss. It's a ticker while the TV when the TV is on at one point. It says something about like giant hand or head emerges from ocean. Um, right. So it has been acknowledged. Uh, for those people, they're like, oh, they haven't even acknowledged the Celestial, you know, the Eternals. Yes, they have. Um, 
Now, the second asteroid that hit two and a half million years ago, that is the Wakandan asteroid. Is it just pure coincidence that a second vibranium asteroid hit? Obviously not as large enough to cause a full scale, you know, genocide like it did kill it. Yeah, yeah, extinction event like it killed the dinosaurs? Possibly. Or was this one sent intentionally so that Wakanda would become a thing and flourish and help add to the flourishing and evolution of the entire planet, which is what the planet needs for that celestial to hatch. Ah. I don't think it will be Eagle trying to play games. No, the video I watched actually thinks that maybe it is Kang. Ah. That is responsible. And that's why they think Kang, well, obviously we've seen him in Loki, season one. We're going to see another version of him in quantum mania coming up soon uh happy birthday to me um mm-hmm. that kang when he you have to go back to what his appearance in loki in the you know the final episode of loki where he kind of explains his origin story ish right and talks about yeah. how he's kind of stuck in this loop but it keeps all the other hymns in check. And it's because that version of him gets killed. Um, that sets, you know, the others on, on loose is yeah. that I, I, you'll have to watch the video. Cause I'm not going to try to regurgitate. Cause this guy was obviously he'd done his research and was better equipped at it, but it involves the multiverse and new universes springing up and the fact that Kang, or at least a version of Kang is now hiding hiding in the quantum realm which is outside of space and time and obviously not affected by other things, which is why Scott Lang didn't get blipped and was only gone for five weeks or whatever instead of five years like everybody else um, that Kang might be a bigger deal than just beyond Loki and Quantumania and this may end up feeding into things like the Secret Wars and uh, you know our next big Avengers movie. Now that being said the same video the person was speculating again talking about Riri Williams professor that does not get a name or ever mentioned again could be connected if not is which they didn't think so because they didn't they didn't they're like i don't i don't see this character being just like a college professor it doesn't seem their their mo uh but this college professor that you know essentially had shuri do all the 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 brain work for them and then they turn around and sold this device to the US government to use 
could be connected to Victor Von Doom. Ooh. Interesting. I could see that. So, but yeah. And then there's this whole other thing about celestials and uh, vibranium and whether it, put, you know, that may be what they use to explain why we now have mutants in the MCU. Um, so yeah, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Cause like I said, I can, I'm not going to try to regurgitate what the guy said because he's way more well-read on this type of mm-hmm. stuff than I am, but I thought it was quite interesting. So I'm like, Oh, cause I totally, I, I, I remember the celestials are like born out of the center of planets after they reach a certain maturity, but I totally right, yeah. forgot about the fact that, it, you know, that, that they have to kind of impregnate the planet first yeah it's like oh what if it is an asteroid made of vibranium what if the celestials are made out of vibranium maybe that's why the celestials are able to utilize the we're able to utilize the infinity stones without them injuring them because they're made of vibranium who knows so potentials oh boy Potentials, potential ideas, stuff. Yeah. Stuff is happening. It, stuff is yeah. happening. I mean, stuff is happening either way. Now, whether it's going to well, play yeah. out like this, TBD. But for anyone out there that's like, oh, it doesn't seem that connected, it might be more connected than you think. Mm-hmm. It, this is, like I said, this is technically the end of phase four. So now we're going to go into phase five leading up to our next big Avenger movie. So you just got to remember, we've done all this shit before leading to the first Avengers. (laughs) We'll get there. But sometimes it takes a few years. I mean, it took us four years from I Am Iron Man to the battle of new york so right yeah well stay tuned and try to keep your head on straight yeah now we sit back and wait until quantum (laughs) mania yeah enjoy your christmas break because yeah then it's gonna it's gonna ramp up again all righty so well if any of our listeners want to Chime in on their thoughts on uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, or anything else that we discussed during our uh, during this podcast today. You can send us feedback. Uh, our email address is fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. and you can also visit our website, which is thefiveishfangirls.com, and there you can find links to all of our social media: Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, you can also leave comments at those various places. We also treat those as feedback, so you are you, you are uh, hereby notified of that. And we also have uh, obviously show notes, um, links to uh, you know things that we've re- referenced here in this episode and and previous episodes as well. And then also, of course, ways to support the podcast: uh, Patreon, our merch shop, and other things and as always we thank you for your support whether it is through patreon or or through leaving feedback or commenting and 
just or even just liking our stuff on Facebook. It's all is very much appreciated and loved and we hope you guys are doing well out there in podcast land wherever it is that you that you find yourself and uh, and, uh take care and we will see you next time we hope mm-hmm. as, long as, as long as sickness and weather do not prevent tangents and school yeah which has kind of been happening lately unfortunately. yeah or as long as I don't die of squee at GalaxyCon this weekend <laughs> right. is Chauncey going with you? yes but he Good. well he's going but he's not going okay well I'm yeah. just like Chauncey Chauncey will have to be the, the, the your handler <laughs> Yes. Or the spot or what, whatever whatever you want to call it to make sure that you come back. Your carer. <laughs> yes, your carer. There you go. What am I thinking? Yeah. <laughs> Chauncey, make sure she comes back in one piece, please. Yeah. <laughs> That's your job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll we'll see if he accomplishes that. So make sure you're following oh, on okay. the social. Make sure you're following on the social medias for all the the pictures yes. and and, we, and we stuff. Shall, so we shall envy from afar. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm excited. I got to get through this dentist appointment first. Oh. Oh. That, that anyway, is, this is earn your happy ending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. so. Alrighty then. So with that, we shall sign off for this week. This is Chrissy saying goodnight from Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Wakanda forever. Listening to the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. You can find more episodes and information at thefiveishfangirls.com. Any and all books, movies, games, and any other forms of media mentioned are owned and operated by the respective copyright holders. No copyright infringement is intended or implied. If you wish to support the show, the easiest way is to leave us a rating and review. More ratings and reviews will make it easier for others to find the show. If you wish to support us monetarily, you can do so at patreon.com slash fiveishfangirlspodcast. All money goes towards fees and equipment to keep the show going. For official Fiveish Fangirls merchandise, visit redbubble.com slash people slash fiveishfangirls. We love hearing from our listeners and encourage feedback. You can email us at fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. You can also like and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fiveishfangirls. Thank you so much for listening and may the squee be with you.